welcome back to the Serial Killer Radio Hour. Today, Case and I are joined by our guest co-star, DJ Summers, and from Power Rangers in Space, the wickedly handsome actor who played Psycho Red, Patrick David. Patrick David, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> I got it. I gotta do the laugh. You gotta do the laugh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely true. I had uh, Catherine Sutherland and Nikia Baris on uh, our uh, Zio episode, and I had to just ask them to say it's morphin' time. So I was gonna ask you to do the laugh at some point, so you beat me to it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how is before we jump in? How is life treating you in this like COVID time? That's very strange for all of us. You know what? I was I hated it. Hated it the first couple of months. But I somehow adjusted. I said, you know, I got to get out. I got out safely. You know, I'm, I'm an outdoors person. So, I mean, luckily I live in LA. We have nice weather. So I was able to go out to the mountains and go hiking, either by myself or with my dogs or my family or something. And um, it's, been, it's been okay. And I always, I work from home anyway. So I own my own business. I work from home. So I've been making the most of it. Um, unfortunately, I lost a couple of family members from COVID, which oh, really sucks. Right at the that, beginning, man. too. Yeah, I lost my aunt. Um, so I'm very careful when I go out there. Um, but uh, but just trying to cope and just trying to roll with the punches like everybody else. Good. I mean, that's yeah. good. You know, it's, it sounds so corny, but it's one of those things that uh, for those of us that have been kind of... I don't want to say COVID-minded, but like forward-minded with thinking if we want to get back to things, it's that we've got to have that glimmer of like a hope that we'll be able to get back. But also maybe it's, you know, the, the loss of people is awful, but how we can transition out of this and bring some changes might be a couple of good things that we can, we can get exactly. out of this. Exactly. So, I just want to kind of jump right in and start chatting about your time <laughs> on Power Rangers. Uh, so when you joined the cast of Power Rangers in space, what what was your kind of thought process? What, what did you know about the franchise and what did you think about kind of joining this entertainment monolith? Okay. So I started, I was acting 10 years before I joined Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I started at a very, very young age. I was doing commercials and print and, um, and I really just, and I was also a dancer. I danced for quite a number of years. I actually started my career as a dancer. Um, yes. Yeah. I worked in Vegas. I did a lot of videos and uh, I was in the, you know, the Videopolis Oh, yeah. uh, uh, um, Disneyland uh, show? Dance area. Yeah, I was on that show. Yes. I oh, I know. Oh. oh, I love, yeah, I was I love the old show. stories of Minneapolis. I was a regular on that show, yeah. So I, I <laughs> so after about all that was going on, you know, I wanted to really focus on acting. So I, um, I started slowly getting, you know, larger roles. And um, Power Rangers was there, but it wasn't a union show. Mm-hmm. So we were really actually allowed to audition for it. So we knew it was there. We knew the fan was huge, you know, and I had always wanted to be a part of it. So when it finally opened up for union actors, um, yeah, I auditioned for a couple of times and I finally booked it. Um, I was just like so excited. And I didn't, and plus I was a villain too. You know, it was like a twist. I wasn't just another a Power Ranger. I was a villain. And um, yeah, I was... Very excited. So, can I ask yeah. you what that was like in terms of like your familiarity? Because like you knew about the phenomenon that Power Rangers was for like kids, and like obviously it was like big toys, like you know, huge. Yeah. Um, when they explained to you that not only were you playing a Red Ranger, but you were a villain, did like did how how did that whole part get explained to you? <laughs> exactly is what I'm trying to ask. They, you know what? Okay, our casting director, her name is um, Iris. Uh, she they didn't really explain much. You know, what I mean. 
And when we read, sometimes we read other roles so you can get a feel of where we kind of fit into, you know, the show. Um, and I read for um, uh, the Red Ranger besides Psycho Red. So I didn't know which role I was going to get. I didn't know what they were up to. Um, and I, they kind of explained more of it on the set. Our first episode was Silence is Golden, where we were more morphed into humans. So as we're there, I mean, we were, they told us, you know, we're robotic. You know, we're, we're created as um, we're robots created to destroy the power. They just kind of just threw things at us as we were going. So I really didn't even see much of it or know much about it until I saw it on screen. We're doing the voiceover and I'm like, oh, shit, that's badass. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, but then I did it and, um, you know, we it killed us off. And they kind of said, well, you know, they might bring you back. You know, we'll see. Nice. So did they film all of the, I guess, suited Psycho Ranger stuff before you all were brought in to film the, the human, the, the unmorphed, I guess, or the human morphed version of the, those, those characters? They, they bounced around. I mean, they had, they, they, the very first, like I said, the very first episode they shot with the, with the Psycho Rangers was when we were human. Um, and there were stunt doubles in our suits there on set. Right. Um, and there were other episodes they did afterwards um, where we did the voiceover that, you know, the stunt doubles were there. But they used footage, of course, from the Japanese version, which right. I didn't even know until like last year. <laughs> yeah, I was kind I mean? of curious about that part. Like how much, like, did, I didn't know. Did you, so you had no backstory for like where the footage was coming from. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. And then, you know, I haven't been like in the Power Rangers scene more than two years. So right. I'm learning from all the fans. I mean, people are messaging me, you know, you know it's part of the Japanese. I'm like, no. And so here's your exact scenes that you guys did. And I'm like, I didn't even know we're even copying the other actors from a whole different country. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? That's what, they didn't tell us any, they don't tell us much at all. They just, they just use us and. <laughs> uh, what, yeah. what, so, you, I, Casey, you kind of already uh, jumped that kind of question. What was it like? Uh, because we had gotten a few groups of evil rangers before that had lasted one episode and they were like putties or they were monsters. Um, but this was the first time we were getting an actual team against mm -hmm. our team. Um, could you go, I guess, a little more into what it was like, like going on set and then being toe to toe versus this team of other, like you were the evil rangers. What was that like as an actor kind of coming into those those roles well okay so i knew the actors and like i knew justin and chris uh you know um andros and mm -hmm. uh silver ranger just just from watching the show I and mean, i, I kind of glanced mm -hmm. at it i was i was i was i didn't watch too much tv back then i was you know working a lot thankfully mm -hmm. um so but i knew their faces so it was pretty weird like <laughs> it was pretty weird on, on, on set you know you know facing these actors and chris wasn't there that day but um, Tracy was and Justin Nemo were, was as well um, and just playing evil you know like like just wanted to destroy them it was I don't know it was kind of mind-blowing um, but the most fun was doing the voiceover because I could see the characters our characters kicking their ass and doing the voices I just I just ran with it I just ran I, I've always played nice guy roles up until that point so I just went with it and the um the voiceover director just said, "Oh God, you <laughs> just just go, just go, just as much as you want." You know, he loved what I was doing, so it was it was pretty. It was a lot of fun. 
And so working with, so you obviously worked with a, a voiceover director for all the voiceover stuff. Um, yeah. What were, I guess we, we heard some interesting stories from, from Catherine and uh, Nikia about the working with the director, especially during Turbo and Zio would be very like pulling Shakespeare out of them at times, even though, you know, our <laughs> interest, what was your relationship like with the, the, the directors of, cause I assume that not every episode was directed by the same director. So what was that kind now, of difference well, working well, the, with a screen director versus well, the, a voiceover director? Yeah, well, honestly, we just gave gave me the book. No, this is your lines. You know, I, what I was saying. Okay. He didn't really explain too much what I had to do. I kind of just did my own thing, and he just loved it. Um, and I, I actually had to do a few Psycho Blacks and Psycho Blues um, lines as well because they couldn't come in or something. I, I remember that vaguely. I don't know which lines they were. I kind of try to listen now and go, is that me? Is that me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, there, it was pretty loose and pretty fun and free inside the studio. Nice. Yeah. So I know you were talking about how you've just kind of gotten back into the kind of microcosm that is the Power Rangers fandom and everything. Um, What was it like for you to come back and see the legacy of the Psycho Rangers and how popular they were? Because obviously they were brought back in Lost Galaxy to do a whole two-team thing where you all actually like killed the pink rate like that, that you know that was the first ranger death we had had like ranger passing to another ranger um and of course i was awful and didn't rewatch that episode before this um were you all brought back for that or was it where it was it just uh, the morphed costumes oh no we I, our voices we, Great. we went to the studio and did that yeah that's so what i thought after the, after in space you know i think my last line was um We'll be back, Power Rangers, or something like that. Um, uh, I, I forgot. We were a ghost or something. We were flying around or something weird like that. But then, um, yeah, so we might bring you guys back. And I'm like, how is that? We're, we're killed off. But sure enough, they called us back. And then they gave us our lines. I'm like, oh. <laughs> they put us in a machine and brought us back to life. We're like these microchips or whatever we were. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, that was pretty cool. But like you're asking about the fandom, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So, okay. what, what is it for you to kind of come back and realize the legacy that the psych, how popular the Psycho Rangers are? Like, you all all have your own action figures now. Like, what, is, the, what happened, is that like for you? Everything happened for me like like in the past two years, honestly, because I knew about the like Power Ranger uh, Comic Cons and Power Morphicon and mm. all the other things, and I. I I thought that was just for the other actors. I'm like, I was just a guest star. I just, I didn't really watch the show afterwards. And I kind of mentioned throughout the years, oh yeah, I was on that show. I did that show, but I didn't really tell them what I did. Um, and then, so Power Morphicon reached out and asked if I wanted to do it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's just right there in Anaheim, you know, near Disneyland and I'm in LA. So I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll go ahead and do it. And then um, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, People were dressed as my character. They knew my lines. They brought these things that I didn't even know existed from the show for me to sign. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I didn't know if they would like me because I played a villain. Um, but then I would see them dressed as my character. And they knew my lines at the, at the Comic-Cons and everything. So and they actually told I would hear stories about how our characters gave them strength to overcome certain, like, things in their life like people had cancer or they you know and our characters help keep them strong i didn't know i don't know how or why but i i really felt 
you know, moved by that. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. So even though it's just a gig for me, I had no idea the character was going to live on this long. And like you said, the, the, uh, the action figures just came out. I waited 20 years for that. I have three plus these <laughs> other things like the, the boom comics, you know, my, my image in the boom comics and stuff. So it's pretty cool. So that was actually my next question for you, um, because I was leafing through. I just picked it up the other day. It came from Amazon, and I was leafing through, and I was shocked. I mean, I'm not, because Boom has done an amazing job with the comics. They're some of the best comics I've read in a long time. They look just like you guys. Like, they, did you know that was kind of, did they approach you when, when right. you were writing or animating? Well, they kind of gave me a heads up. Mm-hmm. And I got the name of the artist who's in um, Italy, and I sent him a little care package with an autograph and I think a toy, and I said, "Make me look good." <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that's where that was going. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing wrong. I with know that. how. I know how to kiss that. <laughs> Listen, that's that's not that's kissing it. ass. Case and I have both worked network. in theater side of things. Exactly, it's networking. You're just yeah, you're introducing it. yourself to the new team that you could be working with. It's yeah, you know, it's all it's a small thing. But um, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, did you ever imagine that you would be living on in a really well read oh. and well circulated comic book? No, no, not at all. I'm, I'm just still like. It's a lot to take in within two years, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm blessed and I'm very humbled by it. But I got to play this mean villain character. You got to like, yeah. <laughs> well, I've noticed. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I I think the thing I love the most of seeing the. Um, interactions in the more and more ranger actors that come back to the show or come back to the the conventions and things they're so enthusiastic and you know i do think it you know as an actor you know this it's it's i think it's not wrong to give yourself a little distance and be like listen patrick david's different than psycho red but i'm super excited to be here with you guys so i don't think that's a bad thing um could you go i guess I always like to ask this question of uh, because I've been tangentially in the Power Rangers fandom for a long time, and we, uh, you know, two years is a good time to figure out that they are the largest and one of the largest and loudest on the internet. What has? Um, could you go a little more just into what it's what it's been like to get random messages from people and interact with fans and get gifts and be invited? I know you have a convention coming up, so like, what is that like to be invited to just? conventions and things now oh yeah i um well i was gonna go to brazil this year they you know covid happened that was my first international uh convention and brazil has a lot of power ranger fans i had so many no idea got so many like messages and and things and um uh so uh hopefully it'll, it'll it'll happen next year but i mean i'm not really an, an um social media person you know mm-hmm. Christopher came and Lee Andrews pushed me to get my Instagram. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. And so I finally got it. Um, and I, I try to like, you know, answer as many messages like, as I can or whatever. But um, I'm a lot sh- more shy than you think I am. I'm pretty shy. And I don't know how to like, you know, talk to a lot of these people. So I just kind of, a little bit of a distance, but I, I try to give back. You know, the fans, you know, post pictures. I you know, I show the photos or whatever, or, you know, I, I send free autographs every now and then, you know, I, 
what happened yesterday. Someone sent me a hoodie, actually. I'm going to take a photo and send it to him and nice. I get all kinds of gifts and everything, which is pretty cool. So I try to do as much as I can. And yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so I don't know if everybody else heard, but the, we're filming the, we're recording this just after Hasbro announced that they have a director who wants to do a seasoned and movie tie-in again that is not necessarily children-centered. It is an all-age-centered new Power Ranger story that could open a Marvel-style universe. What I didn't know it, that. Yes, it was just announced. Um, he, he directed uh, a recent Netflix thing with the girl from... Um, it the first part of it uh so uh-huh. like he he does that kind of suspense superhero action horror thing well um what what would it mean for you if they they called you up and said we need the psycho rangers but it needs to be you guys would what what would that oh, mean to you cool. if you could if if they wanted to bring because i know a lot of fans are like yo bring back the psycho rangers you brought back tell me how many times bring back the psycho rangers what would that mean to you if they called you and were like oh let's let's get you on the show let's get you in a movie that's funny well you know i, I left the business a while ago i i just i've been there for such a long time mm-hmm. if they asked that would be awesome but if they pick someone else as long as the character lives on i would give my blessing for that too but that's just the first person telling me that's pretty cool well it, it awesome. was literally less than 20 it was less than <laughs> yeah, 24 it, hours ago yeah it was wow. yesterday like super new well i would cool. i'm I'm someone that I live for lots of cameos, so I would just love to see as many of y'all dropped in there as we could. I would just pepper everybody <laughs> Sprinkle in. Sprinkle us in, yeah. Sprinkle everybody in. Yeah, it was in that 2017 reboot. I, I got a little uh, got a little uh, red in the cheeks when uh, Amy Jo and, and Jason David were there. Um, uh, you know, so uh, before I transition to Life After Rangers, guys, do you have any, any other questions? I'll edit around all this, obviously, but do you guys have any questions for Patrick David? I do. Yeah. Like, what made you decide to come back? Because, like, I've been a fan of Psycho Red for many years since, like, hence the tattoo. But, like, it was just out of the blue where you got Instagram and then all of a sudden you were all over Power Rangers again. That's what I'm saying. Oh, first of all, your tattoo, I was like, oh, my God, someone's got a tattoo of my character on it. I'm, I'm still well, like, blown away uh, by that, by the way. I don't want to like, burst the bubble because, like, clearly I'm a fan of yours, but I wanted Psycho Pink since she's the only villain to really kill How someone. How dare you? Yeah. But, like, I got to represent my villains a little bit, but, like, because she killed someone, she just is yeah. over edge, just slightly. Um, but, yeah, no, like. But it's still Psycho. Good enough. Yeah. Psycho. Yeah. But, I mean, out of all the Psycho colors, Red was the go to. Like, He's the one who's not seen the most, but he's up there. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, what made you decide out of nowhere to come back to Power Rangers? Well, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I came to, to my first Comic-Con, Power Morphicon, that was two years ago. And I didn't have an Instagram when I did that. So Christopher came and Lee pushed me to get that done. Okay. Um, and then the Comic-Cons were coming after that. So pretty much that page is just to promote the character and for, to promote the Comic-Cons and events. Well, so wait, what, that's, what's that's the step about. before that, though? Because you said that you were at the at Power Morphicon two years ago and got yeah. the Instagram and then like connected with the fandom. What got you to that that Power Morphicon? They they found me through my business. Okay, I was I was oh. I didn't have a personal Instagram. No, I have a very small Facebook with my family and friends, like two hundred people. 
but they message me from my business email. Is this Patrick David? Yeah. So they hunted you down. Psycho Red. Yeah, they hunted me down. From Psycho Red. Psycho Red. I'm like, yeah, why? And they sent me the the um, invitation, asked if I would do it. I'm like, yeah, sure. So it didn't happen until Power Morphicon, the big one, um, a couple of years ago. Well, That's in awesome. case, okay. case the Power Morphicon is the, the Ranger Board people, they are they they are ferocious. They will they will find people. They will, yeah. you know, respectfully. But you know, it's yeah. also just because I remember when they were planning that first Power Morphicon, and it was like two ballrooms and a hotel, and it's become <laughs> a huge phenomenon. And I do think yeah. it is helpful they do it every every two years. Um, so yeah, you've got so some time in between. Yeah, so it's that in, um, in Ranger Stop as well in Florida. So I've been doing both of those, and because of more things coming out like the toys and the comic books um and then people sending me all this stuff i just kind of just start promoting them and putting the fans in spotlight and everything so but that's up until then i wasn't really out doing anything i love that i'm i'm hoping by the time that ranger stop comes back next year i'll have a panel and a table there so i will have to come over hello and bring you a t-shirt so (laughs) so thank you Um, i will be there great i love that um guys anything else before i transition and you just um i have another one just because you mentioned being more of like a shy person yeah being the wrestler persona that i am i get a lot of like weirdos coming in how do you like have a good boundary when answering people like do they message you thinking you're psycho red like the way they slide into my dms thinking I'm going to be a certain way. Like, do you play the character or do you burst the bubble? That took a while for me to get used to because when I first started meeting these fans in person, I would tap my, you know, the other actors and go, how do I answer this question? Do I answer a cycle or myself? And I, I don't know. What, so when you did this and you killed, or, you know, you were beating up Andros. I mean, uh, so I would kind of get a feel for it the person and kind of answer the way they might think I, they want me to answer either as a character or as myself. Um, or if I have trouble with someone there in person, I kind of say, I'm right back. <laughs> <laughs> or I tell my handler, you know, tap them on the shoulder and they kind of just tell them something, whatever, but all, all respectively though, you know what I mean? I'm nice to everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, see, I need to remember that because if someone crosses that boundary, I'm the first to be like blocked. I don't care about your uh, threat fandom. Nah, like I'm not your real Western culture. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. So thank you for that. Uh, so that actually yeah. did prompt a, a speculative question uh, for for you envisioning Psycho Red. If you had the choice of in like of any evil Zord for Psycho Red to have, like be it a, a ship, be it a dinosaur, be it some sort of weird ancient spirit. Like what, have you ever thought about what giant evil red robot you'd want? Uh, no, I mean, we have our monster forms. Um, no, no, no. But I mean like for yeah. you, you as the actor playing Psycho Red, how cool would it be? Yeah. Like, what would you want to have? Like pie in the sky. Like if you could have had a Zord, what would you want it to be? Jeez Louise, I have no idea. Because that was um, the one thing you all didn't get was a giant robot battle. That's the the one thing you ate yeah, monsters, yeah. but you all didn't get you all yeah. didn't get your big evil megazord. I know. What do you think? What would you would you pick for Psycho Red? Because I, I I don't even know. <laughs> Ooh. Uh 
I mean, I feel like a, the kind of go-to for, because like Psycho Red has like the, the fire kind of aspect would be some sort of dragon thing. Um, like a oh, really, yeah. Like a really evil version of the one from season two, maybe. Um, okay. Or I don't know, maybe, I don't know, just like spitballing here. Like uh, uh, maybe Red Lion would like fiery mane and like, uh, uh, but with more murderiness than the ones that we've gotten on the show. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> I, always thought, I always thought too. Uh, I always thought too that would be fun to do like mythical evil like kaiju for them. So like one of you has like a Godzilla t- like, and it's just they look gross and evil, uh-huh. and large monsters as well. Oh, I love that because then you could have Mothra like link up with like <laughs> with Gamera as the body, and then like yeah. Godzilla turns into like the legs and uh. yeah. Especially because that season was like the well, it was video games in Japan. We're not going to go into that, but you know, so they were robots. So you all could have been fun, fun monstery things. Uh, but yeah, that's so. What is life post? You know, so you said you left the business and things. What was life? So you all did space. They brought you back to do some lines for Lost Galaxy. What was what was life after Power Rangers? How long did you see in the business? And then you said you have your own business now. So how did that all yeah, yeah. come about? Well, Power Rangers was my very was near the beginning of my theatrical career. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, like I said I was dancing commercials, print, all this stuff for you know nonstop for like ten years before that. Um, I just finished uh, uh, starring in. Um, I don't know if you know who Greg Louganis is the. Uh, oh yes. The, uh, the, so you know you know so I played him younger him. Um, oh, in the TV movie, it was Mario Lopez and I. I played a younger version. Oh, of yes, yes, yes. I've and seen Mario that. Was older one. Okay, yeah, that was me. So I just finished filming that in Vancouver, and then I flew back and I booked this show. So that was more of a serious role, mm-hmm. totally different character than character Psycho Red. Um, but Power Rangers is more, you know, like a tele- a kids show. Mm-hmm. So after that, um, I did more theatrical leading roles like for Hallmark and things like that for 10 more years Nice working in the business, producing and acting and stuff. And then I, um, yeah, I just, it was time to do something else. So I own my own business. Now I went back to school and I have my own, uh, online furniture and decor business. I love furniture and antiques. So I, that's what I do. Yeah. I, I've always loved that kind of stuff. I love it. Um, yeah, so, a, but the business yeah. always follows me, so I'm still doing, you know, entertainment with the Comic Cons. Is I guess it's always going to be in my life. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're going to hunt you down and make sure that you know about it as an yeah, opportunity. It's true. <laughs> Slash, I mean, kind of right now, some money is money, right? Money, money is money. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, it's just funny you talk about the leaving the base case, and I actually met working on Broadway, uh, uh, and so, oh, cool. and I'm a. Uh, costume designer for performing theater. on Broadway. not performing on broadway no we slung oh, t-shirts okay. oh no 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 we slung no. t-shirts on broadway but you know we were both we were produ- case produced theater and i worked in theater and i'm a freelance costume designer now for film uh, and theater so i always like I to see ask, you being an entertainer oh well i did i you know i'm sag after still i stayed in the union there you but go. i started as an actor and then transitioned into to tech because i had more fun doing it and it's one of those things where, you know, I always like to ask people who worked professionally a lot and then transitioned out of the business how that went because, you uh-huh. know, it's not a it's not a forever career necessarily and it is something to mm-hmm. get easy to get burned out on and mm-hmm. and kind of and need something else. So yeah. I well I, 
Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just gonna gonna ask what uh, uh, for me, oddly enough, thinking about it, going from like acting to like interior and furnitures and ta- um, antiques isn't actually too far apart. What kind of made you make that transition uh, from from performance into to kind of furniture? Well, I, I've I've I, I love entertaining. I love acting, and but I also love traveling. I've traveled all over the world. And whenever I go all over the world, I would make it a point to go to museums and see like things like the Vatican or, or the Coliseum or these really old historical places. And I always brought things back home. You know, and I always loved, even when I was a kid, okay. My room was all Disney. I'm a huge Disney fan. My room was all Disney and I always had it all decorated the way I wanted decorated. So those two things together always had my passion for antiques and, and uh, interior design. So um, I guess I love acting, but the business, eh, people in the business kind of got on my nerves. Yeah. So I, the people is what kind of, I just didn't want to deal with the people anymore. The agents and the managers just, they just kind of use you up. You know what I mean? And I yes. travel a lot and I would use my money to travel. My agents, are you going to be in town? You've been auditioning? I'm like, oh, I'm traveling. What's more important? Are you going to be? <laughs> So, you know, uh, that's that. So I, I just, I went to school, learned how to run my own business and I just, it just kind of grew from there. I love that. No, I, yeah. I love that you bring up traveling because it's something I find, especially as Americans, we talk about national travel, like interior travel a lot, but for us, uh, international travel seems something that's not common to a lot of Americans just and I mm-hmm. chalk it up to how large our country is because it's disgustingly huge when you really think about it it's it's mm-hmm. um but it's something I always tried to tell my students that I didn't learn a lot about myself as a person as an artist just as like a fully formed little fleshy thing until uh-huh. I started traveling on my own and in spending hours in museums and other countries and having to traverse language barriers and things and so I love that you talk about that you were discovering so much about yourself in travel, because I think that's something that I didn't know until a few years ago when I started doing it myself. And also for my friends that are from the UK, when they go, oh, yeah, we just traveled to Germany for a school trip from London. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And then I go, well, that's like, <laughs> that's like living in New York and going to D.C. like on the train. It's not that far or on a bus. It's really not that it's far. Crazy. Yeah, and so I, I I love that you brought that up. So, um, you, you know what you know what what sparked that passion? What Epcot? Epcot. I was just working Epcot. there today. <laughs> there you go. It's not your fault. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Germany, all that, all that stuff. When I was a kid, I'm like, I want to travel, and I, I when I turned 22 or whatever, I, I did a whole tour of Europe. I, I, I that sparked my passion for it. Epcot. So we're going to transition. I need to know what's your favorite <laughs> Disney park and what's your favorite thing to do at Disney park. At the Disney park. I could talk Disney. Stay on brand, Betty. Stay on brand. That's when you said Disney. I'm like, yeah, I'll do your show, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we we uh, we just we transitioned away from the full Disney show, but I'm a theme park human through and through, so I always like to know what people's favorite like Disney park is, what their favorite thing to do at that Disney park is. I had season passes when I was in ele- elementary school for Disneyland. Believe it. When Disney annual passes were only a hundred bucks, right? <laughs> believe it or not, yeah. Um, God, I don't know. I've, I've been to Disneyland so much. My friends and I just go just to hang out and mm-hmm. people watch and just. I like it all. 
all the parks. I love Space Mountain and um, but Epcot. I mean, I mean Disney World. Um, I, since the Comic Cons, I've been going to Orlando, so I've been to Disney World a couple of times since the uh, past couple of years. I think that the Magic Kingdom is still my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's just so much, and it's it's the the one that there's the last thing that Walt touched. So like mm-hmm. park wise. So I love that. I was about to say, I was about to grab my whole wall over here. You can't see it's just all Disney stuff. It's oh, really? and I've got a, I've got a figment right now, a giant figment sleeping literally right next to me. So, uh, we got hysterical. Little, little figment, Haunted Mansion, Country Bears, Incredibles. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a <laughs> Disney human. I love that as well. Um, so if you could, what would be your, so this is a fun dream thing because you're a Disney human and considering you're, you, you know, you work with furniture and do interior design. I know, especially in California, they work with a lot of local interior designers for park things. Mm. What would be just a fun dream thing for you to do to partner with Disney to help them create using your business? Do you have oh like God. a dream thing well, as a Disney human? No, I mean, I don't, I don't really interior design. I have an eye for it. I, I really couldn't. I think I'll be too too stressed out to interior design for someone else. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I mean, I, I see certain pieces and I I'm attracted to them, um, especially Disney stuff. You know, what I mean, I would love if, if I could partner with them. It would be for something in one of their movie sets or something. I guess you know. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. We'll get you one of yeah. the pirates chairs or something. We'll get you something fun. Uh, yeah, look at my throne. I'm sitting in now. Oh my god! Oh my god! I love that. <laughs> I've been wondering what oh, you were sitting in this whole time. I'm that. sitting in a throne. Yeah. Okay. Also, can <laughs> I'm about to launch a new show soon, and our background of one of our marketing is the same as your wallpaper. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Well, we're doing. Yeah, oh my god! It is. <laughs> it is. We're doing a Golden Girls show, so I wanted to go with that very like South Beach. Uh, it's called. It's that wallpaper is called. Martinique. The, the, I love it. I the, love uh, it. The uh, palm tree. Yeah, it's called Martinique. And that was my inspiration. Um, actually, the Beverly Hills Hotel and also the Golden Girls was my inspiration for this wallpaper that I do sell in my store, by the way. Oh, I love um, that. <laughs> so that's a, that's a good question. So, um, you know, the nice thing is a lot of Power Ranger fans are grown adults now with disposable exactly. incomes and homes. Um I uh, am always looking for fun furniture things for theater items, you know, just theater shows and things. Where can the audience and listeners at home find you? Find, so tell them your Instagram, but also tell them where they can find your business if they okay, want you so, to throw, throw you some money. So it's, it's, <laughs> stuff's kind of expensive, but uh, it's, it's expensive, good stuff. Good. It's good quality. What is money yeah. anymore? It's what called, is money even? It's called, <laughs> it's called The Alley Exchange. The Alley Exchange. And the website is T-H-E-A-L-L-E-Y-E-X.com. It's also linked to my, it's on my uh, Instagram, which is the Psycho Red on Instagram. That's so simple. Wonderful branding. Well, Patrick David, thank you so much for bearing with three huge Ranger fans and having a conversation with us today. So much fun. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, I hope, hopefully we will uh, be able to be back to uh, in-person conventions next year. Uh, You'll have to get some Psycho Red face masks for your booth, I think. (laughs) 
maybe we can make some, maybe we could wear some, maybe we could, uh, um, uh, I don't know, engineer some psycho red masks. Sorry, I don't know. We'll do a little collab there. Uh, but thank you so much. Hopefully we'll bump into each other at one of the Florida conventions soon. I know we will. Oh, and if nothing else, we'll just have to go get a beer at Epcot. Just love it. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Whether it's Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Tepig, or even Oshawott, everyone remembers their first starter Pokemon. For 25 years, the Pokemon franchise has been delighting children and adults worldwide. February 27th is Pokemon Day, and in honor of this prolific 25th anniversary, your friends at Certain Point of View want to give you an ultimate anniversary crossover. Starting with Saturday Morning Confidential, let's rewatch another past podcast, The Serial Killer Radio Hour, and Fun and Games with Matt and Jeff will bring you an ultimate crossover event of your favorite certain POV hosts, as well as guests from outside the network. Join us for nostalgia over movies, TV, music, and the games that have inspired generations of gamers. We will even be joined by Pokemon voice actress Erica Schroeder and talk about her over 400 episodes on the series voicing some of your favorite Pokemon. So don't forget, check out CertainPOV.com for all of our crossover events starting February 26th on Saturday Morning Confidential and Let's Rewatch and continuing through March 5th. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform because it's time to catch them all. Thank you, as always, for joining us for another Serial Killer Radio Hour. Coming up, starting February 26th, we are doing the Certain Point of View Pokemon crossover event. I believe you just heard the ad for it. So the next episode of the Serial Killer Radio Hour is going to feature the amazing voice actress and musical theater performer, Erica Schroeder. I'm so happy that I can call her my friend, and I'm so excited for you all to hear our interview. It was so much fun. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and download. And if you haven't given us a five-star rating in a thoughtful review, it helps us so much. We have been staying in the charts every week, and we can only do that because of you. Now, we'll see you next time for another Deep Dive in the Files, Saturday morning, Confidential. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.